Hey guys, what's going on? Sunny D here. Thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. On this episode, you're about to listen to, I'm getting into the chapter numbers from YFY Salon Ownership, the second book in the series. And I'm going to try to make understanding the big talk of business a little bit easier. I know when we get into these numbers talks and these terms, Sometimes, you know, your eyes can just glaze over, Uh, but I'm going to be honest with you. I was the same way. Sometimes I still am, but I'm going to break it down uh, sunny style so you can hopefully get a little less intimidated when we get into the numbers. So hope you guys enjoy the episode and I hope you get a lot of takeaways. Thanks for tuning in. And now it's time for the podcast. Did you get your reminder? Did you need a reminder? Well, here we are. We're back, back, back. Good morning, good Monday morning to you guys. How's it going out there? You know what time it is. It's Monday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. That means it could only be one thing going down. One thing going down. If it's a 9 a.m. Monday morning, Eastern time, that means it is time for story time. It's the only thing it could be. I mean, what else could it be? It's got to be. So how you guys doing out there? Hopefully you guys are doing good. Just getting a couple things set up here this morning. Grabbing a couple of things. Hope you guys are having a good start to your Monday. Today is officially April 27th, April 27th, can you believe it? We're going in for a win, we're getting ready to roll right into May. This, I think this Friday, this Friday is going to hit May, it's going to be the 1st of May. Hopefully, if you're out there chilling right now, you're feeling, feeling good about coming in to the end of April, I know there's a lot of you know, uncertainty in the air just with everything going on, which we'll talk a little bit about before we crank up the chapter for today for story time. So if you're joining on Instagram, what's going on, guys? Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're joining on Facebook, if you're joining on one of the couple of different Facebook pages that we're streaming on, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope you guys are feeling good. Hope you're doing good. Um, hope you're excited to be back story time with Sunny D this morning. So the weekend, right, had a pretty good weekend, had a pretty exciting weekend. You know, PMTakeHome.com hosted another online party this weekend that just passed. We did a little, we did a little online, online celebration of Earth Saturday night. We call it Earth Night. 
So we did an Earth Night celebration. The cool thing about that, uh, the cool thing about the Earth Night celebration, I mean, there was a lot of cool things about it. But I would say the coolest thing about it is we had some, um, we had a lot of, you know, we had zero glitches. Let's just start there, right? We had zero glitches with the technology. No technology's been, um, been tricky trying to figure out how to, you know, work all these streams on the different platforms. So that was that was awesome. Uh, we celebrated Earth, Mother Earth. That was awesome. And then we had some epic uh, guests that stopped by. We had our stylist, you know, different stylists from different salons on our team stop by, share some of their uh, favorite, you know, products and share some of the reasons why they love those products. So I want to give them a, a big thank you. We had uh, Vanessa, we had Corey, we had Haley stop by and share some of their heart about Tea Tree. And it was all about the Tea Tree brand. We went into uh, pretty much every one of the Tea Tree products. We had some demos. You know, we had some socially distance approved demonstrations going on on people and mannequins. Uh, my co-host Josh out there in Austin and Texas uh, was awesome. Did a great job, so that was a lot of fun. And then we had some epic guests that stopped by. If you missed the party, if you missed Saturday night's party, um, Earth Night Celebration of Earth, then you can definitely check out the replay. The replay lives on, uh, let's see. It lives on, I'm pretty sure every, every uh, platform that we have. It's gonna be living on our uh, Facebook page, it's going to be living on our uh, Facebook pages, it's going to be living on our Instagram pages. Um, so we have it out there, it's out there if you guys want to check it out, uh, see what was going on. Um, but I'll tell you right now, we had some epic guests. We had our global artistic director for Paul Mitchell stop by, Robert Cromines was on with us, he hung out you know, for a little bit and, and shared some insights, shared some ideas and shared some um, just inspiration as we're getting going within the beauty industry, getting ready to uh, relaunch into our salon world, back to our, back to our life, back to reality, the new reality in the corona economy, of course that is. Um, but we had Robert stop by and then we also had Kelly Cardenas um, founder, owner of Kelly Cardenas Salon, multi-location salon owner, Paul Mitchell educator, um, longtime friend of mine, inspiration to many, author, podcaster. Um, he's, uh, he's doing amazing things and he stopped by and he shared, you know, just some inspiration, some insight, um, some awesome stories with, you know, our, with our group that was on. Um, so that was awesome. And then, and then, and then, so we had Robert Cromans, we had Kelly Cardenas, and then we had Gary Spellman, who is our our ambassador for culture at Paul Mitchell. So he's um, he's a big heart. He's a big heart for the company. He's a big heart for the industry. Um, he's been a friend of mine for years when I was just getting started in the hair business, in the hair game. Uh, one of the, the first people that I met, he's uh, you know, one of JP's best friends, and he has the Peace, Love, and Happiness organization, um, which do tremendous good for the industry, for our first responders. They do a ride in Austin every 
uh, every year. If you're a motor motorcycle enthusiast, you can check that out. Uh, I'm determined to ride with them um, for one of these. It happens in, in every April. So check him out on Instagram as well. Uh, Peace, Love, and Happiness, PLH. PLH Charity. So you'll see him on there and check out um, Kelly. He's at the real Kelly Cardenas and check out uh, Robert. He is at Robert Cromines. Um, so they all stopped by our party on Saturday night, um, hung out and just shared their heart, shared some inspiration, um, hung out and, and talked to all of our, our guests that were online with us celebrating Earth, Earth Night. It was all about Tea Tree. Um, so we had a ton of fun. We're already planning the next one. Uh, we're thinking about doing the next one uh, this Friday night. Um, so we did our first launch party we did on a Sunday night. Last week's party we did on a Saturday night. We're thinking about this week doing our party on Friday night. Um, and then we'll have some other, you know, specially and, and, you know, invited guests probably, you know, never know who's going to show up at a pmtakehome.com party. You never, ever know. So we'll be... Um, We'll be definitely posting about that. You look out for that, like probably like Wednesday, Thursday. You'll see some flyers going out. You'll see some. You'll see some promos. Um, Josh and I have been doing like these promos. Uh, we'll do a promo like the day of. We'll do kind of like you know radio spots when you have a, a band or you have a you know a comedian that comes to town. That's what they do. They do these radio spots and they'll go around to the local stations in our case Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, everywhere we can go Zoom and we'll pop up and we'll do uh, we'll do a, a promo spot talk a little bit about the party um, but at the last promo spot that we did we hadn't you know like the idea was just kind of brewing up about special guests and we were talking about it um, but we hadn't confirmed anything so it was really awesome that we were um, able to confirm and everybody that was able to stop by super generous with their time um, to be able to come out on Saturday night and share with everybody I mean it was a lot of fun and you know ha not having to worry about the technical issues we ironed that out we were able to keep our streams going continuously um, and we were interacting with our guests in Instagram world on the Facebook pages so it was definitely a lot of fun we're looking forward to the next one uh, we had some crazy deals going on and our goal really with tea tree at Paul Mitchell we're working on planting 1 million trees by the end of 2022 and so every time people you know go on pmtakehome.com or go in the hair salons and you're or purchasing our tea tree brand of products any of our products a portion of those proceeds go towards planting trees in places that are hugely impacted by deforestation um, and and you know the offset of the carbon emissions and reducing our carbon footprint is what it's all about you know keeping our air quality keeping our earth green um, so that's what it's all about so that was you know our theme for our party on saturday night it was earth night uh, and it was just right on the heels of or i guess just after you know earth day just passed on that wednesday so we wanted to keep it rolling um, and so most i mean you know most people in the world know about tea tree it's our top selling brand has been for many years at paul mitchell uh, which is awesome in itself and uh, we just I mean we just had a lot of fun celebrating and doing some demonstrations with the product 
that was a lot of fun to be able to uh, to be able to show you know what we could do um, with product and especially right now you know dealing with our our corona virus and we're in this corona economy right now knowing that you know tea tree is a healer tea tree is antibacterial tea tree has um, heal, been healing hair skin um, healing properties are you know are abundant so we got to share a lot of bit a lot about that and then just you know talking about all of the different brands from the tea tree special to the tea tree lavender mint um, tea tree lemon sage and the uh new tea tree anti-thinning uh, scalp care so we went through everything on saturday night it was a lot of fun uh awesome guests that stopped by um so that was that was what was popping in the on the weekend um so hopefully you guys had a a solid weekend i'd love to know more about what you did you know we're having to get creative right because everybody's been home we've been home now you know our company's all closed down middle of march march i think 16th was our last day open um so we've all been now home 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 for so many days um getting you know getting creative and figuring out what you're going to do on a friday night on a saturday night on a you know on the weekend um so we've been having these parties you know that was our second one we're gonna like i said planning for another one uh this friday uh, we'll let you guys know more details about that and Sunday just kind of chilled out, you know, relaxed with the fam, you know, had some had some uh, some great food, you know, hung out with some great company, you know, social distancing approved. Uh, we've all been in in the house and you know haven't really been out interacting with anyone, um, so we've all been self quarantined. But uh, that and that was you know that was a, a nice relaxing day. So hopefully you guys had some relaxation yesterday. And here we are back Monday morning, ready to go for story time. And so story time is where I've been reading to you guys from uh, one of two books from the YFY book series, either uh, your first year in the beauty industry, which was the first book that I wrote, uh, really geared towards helping people that are just getting started with their career, just kind of launching, uh, building those beginning, those foundational um, elements of their career. And then the second book in the YFY book series is your first year in salon ownership. And that's the one that we've been reading from um, in these last several episodes. And I can't believe we're already on episode, this is what is this, 16, 15? I mean, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, but we've been going hard every single you know, morning, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. We've been here tuning in live. Uh, we've got you know our podcast going, we've got our Instagram lives going, we've got our Facebook pages going. Uh, we got our Zoom calls going. Uh, you know, we got it all going. So we've been coming, coming in every morning. So if you guys are waking up, if you're not on the East Coast, where it's 9 a.m., it might be seven, it might be eight, it might be six. So if you woke up nice and early, hopefully you got your coffee, hopefully you got your your learning shoes on, your mental running shoes and learning shoes, because uh, we're gonna get into a new chapter today. And as I'm coming to you guys reading these chapters, it's kind of cool with um, for myself, especially because I'm editing in real time as I'm going through every one of these chapters. I'm able to kind of adapt it for the current environment that we live in, you know, for the Corona economy. You know, so a lot's changed. You know, the world changed in, in the middle of March when businesses started shutting down. Um, my world's changed. A lot of your worlds have changed. Uh, we didn't see exactly how this was going to play out 
no one really knew exactly how it's you know how it's gonna gonna play out still because it's still playing out you know a lot of uh, states have started their process of reopening our industry in particular is a is a tricky one because our industry um, it's required to be hands-on I mean it's like you know there's no if ands or buts about it there's no way around it so being in such a hands-on industry it's gonna be a little tricky I know some of the states like Georgia they uh, they had you know the green light to reopen but there were a lot of businesses that you know were not 100% confident to reopen they were kind of pulling back a little bit because they needed you know and want and which we all do is just a clear kind of path for safety um, safety for our people safety for our businesses uh, safety for you know for our customers our guests you know that are coming in especially in our industry in the salon business if you're a barber if you're a stylist um, if you're hands-on anything a chiropractor massage therapist uh, you know nail tech and you know esthetician whatever if you're putting hands-on people you know it's gonna be a little tricky because at the end of the day if that's what's required to do your job then you know when they talk about you know it's kind of like a it's kind of funny when they say okay um, you can open your your business as long as you practice the social distancing guidelines well the guidelines you know beyond the small groups and how many people can be in a group like one of the main guidelines is maintaining six feet you know in distance from you and people around you and so that's I think it's kind of funny because it's like yeah well why don't you just say um, these businesses like these are the um, businesses that can and these are the businesses that can because if if you're gonna say well you gotta you can open but you have to follow these guidelines right I guess it's a recommendation to follow the guidelines at, at some point um, you just can't really expect anybody in a hands-on require touching industry to be able to say okay and feel confident about going in and opening up and not having an issue i saw there were a bunch of um, other you know there were gyms and stuff some of the chains you know i saw la fitness they didn't open um, so there's going to be a little bit of hesitation so this week a lot you know states are reevaluating. Re states are you know kind of putting out some of their guidelines and that's what we're kind of looking for as consumers as I mean just humans really but as business owners we're looking for you know guidance from the health officials from the government officials so we do feel confident when we go in that we're you know we're trying to minimize and not put our people not put our patrons not put our families at risk so that's going to be a big thing as we're watching, you know, from our company's perspective, um, we're hoping, you know, to open as soon as safely possible, you know, so that's the big thing, safely possible. Um, so those are things that, you know, that are kind of going on and we're all kind of tuned in. Um, so hopefully if you guys are here for story time, I'm able to give you just some insights, you know, kind of keep you up to speed on what we're up to. And then, you know, we'll dig into our our chapter for today and hopefully get some insights from there and, and get some insights on what I was up to. You know, when I wrote these books, the first one I wrote uh, after being in the industry, you know, 10 years, 
and then looking back as a salon owner, I was owning, I was probably about you know three, four years then into being a salon owner. Uh, when I decided, you know, I was like, I'm going to write a book about your first year in and things that I needed to know when I was coming, you know, into the industry and I was just getting out of school. And then I, you know, talked myself out of it. I'm like, you ain't writing no damn book. You're no, you know, you're a 1.7 GPA. You ain't got no business trying to write a book. So I kind of put it on the back burner, left it on the back burner for a while. And then, you know, just kind of kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And it was like burning a hole in the back of my head. And then finally, I'm like, you know what? If I don't do it, who's gonna do it? It was the same kind of thing when I started the salon. You know, if I don't do it, who's gonna do it? And sometimes we're waiting around for someone else to do something and sometimes it's really us, it's up to us. We're the ones that gotta take the um, take the step, take the leap and say, hey, you know what? If I don't do it, it may not get done. And so if you're thinking about that and you're like maybe thinking about starting a business or starting a new business or you found yourself you know, in this corona economy not knowing you know, what's gonna happen next, and you're looking and you're like wondering like, I mean, I think I wanna do it, I think I should do it, but you're like hesitant, ask yourself that question. If you don't do it, it may not get done. And if you don't do it, who's gonna do it? And if you don't do it and you know that it may not get done, how important is it? You know, so that was kind of for me when I was going into starting the Salon 1.0, I was thinking the same thing. You know, same thing when I was getting ready to start, you know, writing writing these books. I was thinking the same thing. If I don't write it, you know, who's going to write it? So that was the first book in the series. The book that we're reading from now, the second one, YFY Salon Ownership, um, same scenario. If you don't do it, who's, who's going to do it? Because I was getting a lot of questions, you know, a lot of questions. And, you know, we have right now we have four different salons in two different states and four different cities. Um, so I've been learning you know, how to work and manage and lead and grow and build, you know, locations distant from each other and um, how that all plays out. And my goal, you know, building salons is to be having salons throughout the United States and throughout the world, like become a global brand, become a global company. So that all is going to take time. It's going to take skill. It's going to take courage. It's going to take patience, um, but it's going to take learning. And as I was building, I was getting a lot of questions from new salon owners or people that were thinking about um, opening salons. So that's what really kind of motivated me to start this second series, the second book in the YFY book series, Your First Year in Salon Ownership. Um, so that's the one we're going through now. We've hit up a few chapters already. Chapter one, why is salon ownership for you? Um, so it gets into your why. Like, why do you want to become an owner in the first place? Chapter two, starting with the end in mind critical chapter three systems chapter four the numbers chapter five hiring process chapter six career paths chapter seven you only have two hands hope you guys enjoyed that one we did that one last week chapter eight financing and construction chapter nine key relationships chapter 10 growth and expansion and then chapter 11 the what if chapter what if you do make it then what happens then what's next right you made it through you got your salon open now what because as soon as you finish anything just like you know your first year in the beauty industry once you make it through that first year your first year on the job or your first year you know you start thinking what's next right that's just a natural thing for most people to think you know what's next what am i going to start working on next uh, what am I? What am I looking forward to? We're always, you know, looking forward to something, and you know, then 
you know, like you have a holiday come in. So what's next? It's like, all right, we're gonna like we're in the Corona economy right now. Next is opening our business. Then what's next? So there's always gonna be that next thing. Um, so I, I go into that in the end, and then I share some you know extra bonus material thoughts that kind of started popping into my head as soon as I finished writing. Um, I had a lot of thoughts. Um, so that's kind of where we're at with salon ownership um, today. And the reason I had that little reminder song playing in the beginning is because today we're gonna we're gonna kick it off uh, with a little bit of numbers. So there's a whole chapter in here about numbers. There's a whole chapter in here about knowing your numbers, about what numbers to study. You know, if you come into the to the beauty industry and you come in, you know, as a hairstylist to be a hairstylist, which is how most people come in. Um, you're not thinking about, you know, I got to know this, I got to know that. You're not thinking about, you know, being better at math. You're not thinking about um, all these different like financial terms. Like that's not what you're thinking about. You're coming into the beauty industry. You're probably thinking about a couple of things. You're probably thinking like, you know, I want to do something fun. I want to do something creative. I want to do something, um, I want to do something maybe a little bit uh, different than, then you know go sit in a classroom or go sit in a um a college for you know four years and then sit behind a desk maybe you're thinking i want to do something like that so that's kind of where when it, as you start that's kind of where your head might be at um and then hold on a second apply into a little message here so then you have these thoughts like you want to get into a creative industry. So you start looking at the beauty industry and you're thinking artistic, right? That's what you're thinking, right? You're thinking artistic. And then once you get in, um, if you, uh, once you're, you're in and if you, you know, you're having some level of success, then you start to realize, wow, there's huge opportunities here. There's huge opportunities for me to, um, uh, grow and for me to make money and for me to maybe even one day you're thinking maybe one day become an owner um, and then once you get to that point and you're thinking about becoming an owner then you realize oh shit there's a whole bunch of stuff that i have to learn um, there's a whole bunch of you know things that i need to that i need to figure out there's a whole bunch of processes as a business owner that nobody ever told me about in school. Uh, hold on a second. So as you're, as you're planning to go into the beauty industry, your first hat that you're wearing is the hat of art, right? You've got the artistic hat on, that's the hat you're wearing. And then as you go into the beauty industry and as you get going, then you start seeing these opportunities and you start thinking about the business and then it becomes intimidating because there are a bunch of different things to learn about owning a business and the numbers is a huge piece of that. And so when I was writing this chapter, I was really thinking like as I began you know, and I was intimidated the same way because I didn't, I didn't know a lot of these terms I'm going to talk about uh, that I'm going to share with you. I didn't know what any of this stuff meant. I got my first business book and I was like, great, got my first uh, business book. I'm about to become a legit business owner, a legit, uh, the term was entrepreneur. I, I was like, so here I go. And then once I had that first business book, I'm like, oh, great. 
I have to go get a dictionary because yeah, I got this first business book, but I don't understand really any of the terminologies. I don't understand like any of the lingo. I am not, you know, cut out for this. So that was my my second, you know, thing was to start getting into like learning what the terms mean. So when I started writing this chapter, it was uh, one of the main goals was to simplify the business lingo for people that are just getting started in business. And if you're not an owner yet, maybe you don't have a lease, maybe you're not running a payroll, uh, maybe you're not, you know, you know, haven't shut your business down right now. Um, if you don't own a business yet, you can still start getting into the mentality of being a business owner. You can start getting into uh, the mentality of thinking like a business owner because when you get to that point you're ready and truth be told I mean everybody even if you are independent you're by yourself I mean you're still managing yourself you're still managing you know what you have going on so you have that business um, that little business you know is about what you're doing and if you take it to the level of the mentality then you start learning this stuff now, it's only gonna sharpen everything you're doing um, to build your, your current situation up to another height. So think, thinking about that, as you're getting going, you know, mentality. Um, so I'm gonna be reading, that's chapter four, which I'm coming to you guys today with, it's called The Numbers. And like all chapters, we start off with a quote. And, that's, and this is why I was playing that song, Reminder, because this is the quote, men lie, Women lie, numbers don't. Jay-Z, and that was Jay-Z who was playing earlier. So men lie, women lie, numbers don't. And that's one of the beauties of numbers. They're pretty absolute. You know, you can ask people a question that is like a numerical answer is the response, right? But you ask them a question and they go into a story, right? You say, um, you know, how many how many units did you sell? And then they say, well, here's the thing. And they start going into a story. And I'm like, I don't need a story. I need a number, right? I need a number. I don't need a story. Um, numbers tell the whole story. Numbers tell the whole story. So you don't necessarily uh, need you know, this whole story, but people do that, right? You're like, you know, how many haircuts did you do? How, how, many, how many clients did you see? Um, how many, how many uh, business cards did you pass out? How many post did you do on social media and people go into the story men lie women lie numbers don't um, this is the chapter on numbers so let's get started okay it's time to get into the money talk we've talked numbers before in my first book yfyi for stylist i dedicated a whole chapter to numbers so why dedicate another whole chapter to numbers well simply because stylist numbers are different than salon business owner numbers. Some of the KPIs, key performance indicators, are the same, but the way you need to start looking at them is definitely different. As a stylist, you are really just focused on your one set of KPIs. But as the owner, you now have the privilege of focusing on everyone's KPIs, as well as the KPIs of the overall company. But wait, there's more. You also want to understand some key reports and terms so you can effectively communicate information, goals, and objectives about your company. It's time to become 
a business grown-up. How to learn the lingo fast. There are plenty of outlets out there to learn the language of business. I personally like listening to things like Bloomberg Radio, Fox Business, and CNBC, all of which have apps and you can tune into on your phone while you're on the go. Um, and just thinking about that, I'm gonna jump in here for a second. You know, business language, the lingo. And you guys that are on here on Instagram, I can I can flip this around for you real quick and you can, can check this out. A second here. Let's go. Boom. So this is just silently playing over here. You know, I'm looking, I'm listening, I'm reading. Um, if I'm not, you know, recording, I'll have this playing. You know, I'll have the volume up. But those kinds of things, right? Being able to take a lingo, a little lingo course. So listening, learning. Um, that's a, a little, you know, inside fast track tip to be able to learn business lingo quickly. Because you'll hear, you'll hear terms, you'll hear, um, you'll hear thought leaders, you'll hear different uh, business, you know, you know, CEOs and CFOs and all these people and how they're speaking about business. So that's a great way if you want to learn business lingo, tune into some of the business shows. And that's something that I've been doing, you know, for years, and it's really kind of brought me up to speed on like what business is about. I mean, some things even like thinking scale wise when you hear some of the numbers that they talk about so casually it makes you a little less intimidated when numbers start getting bigger and conversations and negotiations are happening and you realize okay yeah this is just it's got a lot of moving parts this is a game of business this is how we talk about it it's not weird um, but you have to get the lingo down so those are just a couple of tips let's get back to the story the nice part about listening to these is you start to understand what some of the big fancy business terms mean and why they're important. You'll also hear money being talked about at major levels, which will expand your thinking about what's possible. Lastly, there's always new things happening in the market that could affect your day-to-day -day business. Wouldn't you like to know first, right? You know, that's a big thing, especially right now with the corona economy. Depending on what type of business you're in, you might have, you know, if you're clueless, right, and you don't know what's going on, you're not paying attention, um, you may not know, like, hmm, does this affect my business? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Um, even even things like <clears throat> um, the price of oil, right? You might think, like, that doesn't really affect me. But then when you start learning about why are they always talking about oil, hmm, you start thinking, like, you're watching, you're watching, you're watching, you start to get insight as, yeah, it does. If you're a barber, if you're a stylist, yeah, it does, no matter what business you're in, that's why they're making such a big deal of it. So you start to learn about these things uh, when you start tuning in. So knowing about what's going on and how it could affect your day-to-day. -day. Uh, back to the story. When I first started my business, I was completely clueless about these outlets, which in my case might have been beneficial because the month I decided to start was also the month we had the biggest financial meltdown since maybe the Great Depression. So not knowing anything was like having blinders on. I did think it was weird though how when I would go to a networking event or hand out a business card and proudly announce I was a new business owner, people's first response would be, oh, really, how's that going? As they stared at me with a scared look on their face, I would reply, great. 
and we both walk away confused. If you want an excellent recap of the last but definitely not last financial crisis, go watch the movie Big Short. All right, so the fun stuff. Here's the key financial terms you as a business owner want to know. Um, so it's interesting to think of like when I wrote this, you know, and this is now probably a couple years ago, I was talking about that, you know, opening up in the middle of a, a economic meltdown or downturn. And it's kind of like right now, you know, right now we're going through this like economic downturn, um, everything, there's so much uncertainty, so much value has been lost, so many companies may or may uh, not even ever be able to open again. But I've been talking about how there's going to be some new businesses that emerge out of this um, business. And not, I'm not talking about the ones that are, you know, like just jumping on the bandwagon of Corona. I'm talking about the ones that are actually make sense, um, that provide value, but they were started during these downtimes. And here's the deal, guys. If you're able to start something and have some success with it during a downtime when it's the hardest, you know, to be able to create revenue, sales, numbers, um, then when times are going good, it's easy. It's kind of like the current, right? If you're in a boat, if you're in a kayak, if you're in a canoe, whatever you're in, if you're going, you know, and the current's going against you and you're going upstream and current's pushing down and you can make it, um, th that's the hard part. And then going, when you turn around and you're going with the current, right and the, the the current is in your favor that's easy then you're like oh this is smooth sailing that's where the term comes from smooth sailing right you don't have you're not fighting um, so now is the time if you're trying to test out a product or a service or an idea um, now is the time you really find out what you're made of if you get a big middle finger from you know the industry or whatever uh, the consumer is like no and they, they don't want it well then guess what uh, you'll find out. Maybe you know you're a. You're not. You gotta be able to. Can you stomach the rejection? Um, B. Maybe there's no need for your product or service. Or C. You'll find out. Maybe that um, it's just not not a good idea. <laughs> I mean, there's things that like that you test though. It's a game, right? You test. It's business. You test it. You try it. Uh, most things won't work. Some things will. That's just the way it goes. You don't win every game. Right, you know, you just you got to try things. Um, so that's where the downturn was happening when I started, and so now another downturn. And now I'm reading this today, and it's like talking about it was the last financial crisis, but definitely not the all caps last. Um, so and here we are, ironically, um, as I'm reading this right in the middle of the new one, the now one. So. Let's get back to the story. So here's the terms. Number one, P&L statement, right? If you're taking notes. Otherwise known as a profit and loss statement. Uh, this statement gives you a breakdown of all your revenue. The top line of what your business brought in all the way down to the bottom line. What was left after expenses, either a profit or a loss. Now, yes, it's better to have a profit than a loss, but that's not always the case in the beginning. Your job is to constantly be growing the top line while simultaneously controlling the stuff in the middle so you can maximize the bottom line. As I stated though, in the beginning, you may run a deficit or loss while you're building. 
which is perfectly normal. But you want to get out of the red, which is the negative, and into the black, which is the positive, as quickly as possible. Running a deficit for an extended period of time is not a winning formula, unless you have an extremely rich uncle with deep pockets that can keep you afloat, or you are the US government and can print money, which somehow enables us to run over a trillion dollar deficit. For how long, no one knows for sure, but inevitably not forever. As, for a, as a for-profit business, your job is to turn a profit. Your P&L is where your overall performance is consolidated. Now, there's a lot of ways to get these reports, right? You could use products, QuickBooks, I use Xero. There's, I mean, even on a computer, most software, even Microsoft Word, they have um, templates, right? It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be anything you have to buy or pay for probably. I mean, you could keep it on your notepad. You wanna get real, you know, kind of, old school with it just write it down right write it down you got to track the stuff you got to track it you got to be paying attention to it um, because it's going to be like the indicators it's going to be like your business it's going to be like what your business is up to what it's about so you're going to need to be tracking this um, and paying attention to it second fancy term number two balance sheet this is where you can in real time see what your company's assets and liabilities are basically see what your net worth is at any given time. This sheet adds up all of your assets like cash in the bank, value of your furniture, equipment, supplies, uh, AKA fixed assets, and then subtracts all of your liabilities, basically what you owe, which leaves you with your net worth or equity in your company. The key thing to remember is that your balance sheet changes daily as you increase assets or decrease liabilities. So it's a great real-time snapshot of what's happening with your company or any other. Now, if there's publicly traded companies out there, they provide this information, they have to for their shareholders. What I'd recommend is go look at it, go study it. You can get access to some of the biggest companies in the world. Um, there's just, I mean, there's thousands of different companies that are publicly traded. And so they have to make all this information public. That's what publicly traded means. So you could go read Amazon, Walmart, Apple, Nike, whoever, Chipotle, you name it, whatever your stores are, whatever places, Southwest Airlines. I'm just thinking of different companies that I have stock in. I can go read all of their balance sheets see how much money they have on their books how much um, uh, value in like equipment they have on their books um, what their you know what their debt is well, how much debt they're carrying are they over leveraged you know these are things that huge investors like Warren Buffett that you know will come in and buy a company up these are things that he does for fun he just reads these all day um, so those are you're gonna have one for your business um, even another step forward, you're gonna have another, uh, you're gonna have a balance sheet for your family, right? You have a balance sheet for your life. So you have, you know, what I own, my assets, cash, stuff, how much all that is, what I owe, right? Liabilities, right? So assets minus liabilities equal my net worth, right? Where I'm at. Right, so that's a way you're going to be able to figure out what my equity is. Um, so you're going to need to figure out how to and how do you balance 
equities and liabilities, how do you keep those things in balance? Um, how do you keep in balance asset and liability? You know, asset minus liability equals equity. So how do you keep those things in balance? Um, those are things that you're gonna need. You're gonna need to um, have that. You'll have one for your business, you'll have one for your life, you'll have, you can read other people's uh, balance sheets for their company as well. Um, so those are some of the, the two of the key terms. So number three is what I call ratios to revenue, which I don't even know if it's a real term or I just made it up, but I think it's important. So I wanted to share it with you. Basically, it's a breakdown of where the money goes. If you've ever listened to the YFYI podcast, um, hashtag TME, the money episodes, you may have heard me talk about this before. At the end of the day, you want to learn, you, you have to learn how to allocate money and the sum of all the money you bring in, which I call the 100% of revenue, is all you have to work with. Traditionally, the percentages are broken down largest to smallest of where the money goes. I've added a little twist to the breakdown. Here it is. I put profit first. Without it, there's no point of starting a for-profit business, followed by the rest of the percentages. For most businesses, profit, if any, is last. And most businesses never make any profit. I wonder why that is. Maybe because it's the last thing on their mind. Remember this, where your focus goes, the money flows. We'll call that a sunnyism. It's 100% true. So here's the breakdown. So we're gonna get into this breakdown here. So I want you to be thinking about this Airbnb, some of these huge you know, tech companies, we hear about them in the news, they're worth billions and billions and billions. They don't make any profit, right? They don't make any profit. They take everybody's money, they are growing the company, but they don't make, they're not profitable. Some of them, I mean, I don't think Amazon was profitable for like 15, 20 years. Now, how can, so it's like, okay, well, why and how can a company survive and never make any profit? A lot of them can't. We see a lot of them go away. Um, so that's gonna be the case for most businesses, right? We talked about that before, 97%, you know, fail, right? Because profitability, if you're a for-profit, now if you're a non-profit, great. Then that doesn't need to be your, you know, you're on your, your top line. But you need to know, like, having a profit as a profitable company um, is what's going to help lock you into a long-term situation, right? Being able to have a profit, even if it's just for you. If you're just a single owner and you just make a little profit for you, like that is a big part of the point. Now, man, it may not be the only reason you went into business, but it needs to be one of the main reasons because it's a profitable business it means it's a real legit business, it means it's gonna be around for a little bit. If you're never making a profit, I mean, you're talking about uh, what what is the point, right? What is the point to take other people's money and do what with it, right? Being profitable is gonna be big. So a lot of companies don't make it to profitability. Now, you might not make it in the very beginning, but at some point, you gotta to have to have a, a plan to get to profitability. And a lot of the investors out there, they talk about that with these companies, they're like, okay, what's your what's your plan to get to profitability? What's your plan to get out of the red? Yeah, I'm gonna give you all my money, but if we're not gonna get any return on that money, AKA make some profits, then what are we doing here? Right, so I want you to think about that. Make Being profitable is okay, it's a great thing. I don't know why, you know, some, some places I don't think it is. It's a really good thing to be a profitable company. 
So here's the breakdown. So, and I've got this, I'll show this to you guys real quick. Um, so that's a little bit of the breakdown there, maybe backwards for you guys on, um, on uh, whatchamacallit, on Instagram. But I'm gonna read through it. So profit, so percentage, right? You have to think about what you set, how you set these numbers up. You have 100% at the end of the day, revenue coming in. These are the percentage breakdowns. So I have profit, top, profit, 15%. Payroll, 35%. Rent, 10%. Utilities, 8%. Supplies, 7%. Equipment, 5%. Training, 5%. Advertising, 3%. Accounting, 3%. Insurance, 3%. Legal, 3%. Um, I have another insurance in there, 3%. So there may be two different types of insurance. But I got two threes. So now if we add all these up, right? We should add all those up. Those should come, it should come out to 100%. That's all you got. You don't got more than that. So then what you need to figure out is, I mean, so take for example, you make $100,000 um, come through the door, right? Revenue wise. Make and take are two different things. So your business, we'll say your business, generates 100K, 100,000. So if you're saying 15%, you're talking 15,000, you're saying it's gonna be profit. So that profit is what you wanna make before any other of these expenses are handled. Then payroll. So payroll could be um, you, if you're just paying yourself. If you got staff, it could be you're paying your staff. Then you have your rent. Right? What does it cost you to you know rent your space, your lease, your mortgage, whatever your however your structure is, your utilities, right? Lights, um, electric. You know you got all that kind of going on. You got your phones. You got if you got water, if you got other utilities that are going on, you have to pay. Uh, supplies. What do you need to produce the product or the service? Then you got that. You got equipment cost, right? If you're in a salon, you're talking there's a lot of different equipment from chairs to sinks. Uh, blow dryers, there's all kinds of equipment that we use. Training, right? So somebody's got to, you know, provide it. And maybe it's you, but do you do you account for that as a cost? Do you pay yourself to train uh, your team or do you hire people to come in and train your team? So you have training costs, advertising costs, right? There's going to be some form of advertising, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, I mean, whatever. Maybe you got billboards, you got advertising costs, accounting, keeping your books, right? Keeping your numbers um, together. And then you've got your insurance, your legal, um, your insurance. I mean, you have to have insurance, liability insurance. Uh, maybe you have vehicles for the company that might be you know, insurance there. Also vehicle might be equipment for the company. Um, so those are costs. So once you look at all of these, that's gonna be 100%. Now, back to the story. It doesn't always work out like this, but those are the general targets for allocation of revenue that we are shooting for in our companies. These numbers, in addition to all the KPIs we discussed in YFYI for Stylist, will give you the tools you need to successfully navigate the financial landscape of operating your business. Keep score, you do more. Um, so I want you to kind of remember those, those three terms and that breakdown um, those would be some key takeaways. So that PL statement, make sure, get a look at that thing. Know where it's at, know how to pull it up, um, know how to read it. Because that's going to give you a map of where did that money go. Maybe after you look at that, then you realize that, man, my, um, 
you know, my, my payroll expense was like 50 or 60, <laughs> you know, my rent was 30 or 40. You can look at those and then compare them back to those ratios and those percentages that I just shared with you. And then you can come back and say, okay, what can I do to either bring some of these down, um, increase some of these other ones. So I can become a profitable company. Um, number two, the balance sheet, understanding where the money's going. So understanding what you have on your books, um, your equipment, your assets, your um, all your, your cash accounts, and then what your liabilities are, what you owe, what's coming due, what you owe. Some things are long-term, right? Like a lease, you know, say you're paying, uh, I'll give you an example on a lease, right? So say you got a, a thousand square foot space. So that thousand square foot space, we'll just say to keep the numbers easy, um, you're paying, you know, 1200 bucks a month. So that thousand square foot space, you know, times the 1200 bucks that you're paying a month, um, you're going to have that 1200 bucks over the course of, you know, a year. We'll just say for one year, the rent on that is going to be 14400 Typical lease, probably going to be about five years um, times five years. That's seventy-two grand. you are going to have some tax. You're going to have some um, insurance costs built in there. Um, you're going to have... Uh, probably if that flat if that 1200 includes any other maintenance or upkeep of the space you know so we'll just say if that's all in you know that's all in then you're gonna be at 72,000 over that five-year period so when you look at your balance sheet if you sign that five-year lease um, every time you look at your balance sheet that number is gonna be adjusted because that's gonna be called an outstanding meaning you're gonna be paying that Right, but over time it's going to be adjusted. It's going to come down every month, every year, every three months. Um, so that's where your balance sheet's going to change on a regular basis. It's going to change. It's going to constantly flow. It's going to move up. It's going to move down. Um, so then you'll look at your equipment. Same thing. Now your equipment, the way your equipment's going to work is kind of a little different because you buy your equipment. In the beginning, right? Maybe you're, you have a lease on it, so you may have you may be paying that down, or you buy it flat out. You know, a lot of my equipment. That's what I did. So you buy it. Say you bought a chair for five hundred bucks, right? Now the second um, you buy it, it starts to depreciate. So you're able to take some, and I'm not going to get into the whole, um, you know, the whole schedule of how that works but you're able to take depreciation. There's cost, right? You'll be able to take off and you'll be able to have some, uh, there'll be tax liabilities. You'll be able to have some breaks on over time. But just know that on your balance sheet, you know, that's going to be on there as an asset. But that asset is going to also depreciate over time. And so that's why that balance sheet is going to be constantly in flux. Um, so you've got to study that and you got to know um, you got to run the numbers. You know, casinos are great at this. They're running reports hourly. You know, they're checking their profit and loss statement hourly because somebody sits down and they just got an unlimited bankroll and they start playing heavy. You know, and they could wipe out, you know, a table. So that casino needs to know, hey, I got to change out that dealer, get a new dealer in there. Uh, maybe they just need to switch it up. They're not, you know, they're not fresh or whatever the case is but they're running those profit and loss statements like hourly. So balance sheet, um, your profit and loss statement, 
and your ratios to revenue of where you're allocating percentage-wise. Now, you're never gonna have, like I said, it's not gonna be a perfect system when you first set it up, but your goal is to start working those different areas and you know keep an, a number in mind, a target. Start Once you start with your target, your profit target percentage, if you're going for 10% or 15%, and 15 is, I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, that's not, you know, profit, to profit 15% on, on your revenue, I mean, that's not, not too bad. A lot of companies are less than five, you know. Less, like I said, most are zero, right? Most are not making any profit. Um, so if you're getting five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, you know, 15 is an ambitious number to go for 15%. Um, but then once you have that target, then you can start to work in your other numbers. Now, when you add up all your other numbers and you're over, 100%, which most of you will be, then from there you can start figuring out, okay, how do I cut some of these, you know, look at your supply costs. Waste, waste, waste is always gonna be, there's always gonna be some kind of waste. Um, you can start, you know, editing, right? You have to start editing. Shop around for your, your utilities. You don't have to, you know, in some, yeah, some places you're stuck with a company because they got like, it's like a racket, um, but a lot of times you can shop around, shop around, shop around for your utilities. Evaluate it every year. Look at your banking scenario. Look at your accounting situation. A lot of business owners get trapped. They get into one thing and they're just like stuck in there forever, right? Look at your um, your your uh, costs on your payroll. Look at the cost to process it. Look at all of your expenses from your credit card processing, your banking, your fees, um, your insurance companies. I shop around, you know, I shop around every year. I'm shopping around. I'm not like stuck with any company. And if they're trying to get you stuck, that's probably a little ding, ding, ding. Maybe you need to start shopping before you even start with them. Um, because that might be an indicator that, yeah, they're trying to get you locked in. But you can shop around. There's other businesses, they figured out how to do something better, more efficient, and maybe then you find a way to save one, two percent. It's not gonna be huge percentage points. So when I'm shopping around, I'm maybe trying to save a little bit here or there. I mean, I had three, four different companies that I worked with um, with my phone and internet services when I first started out. In my first four or five years, I was moving around. Even, even recently, you know, I moved around again. We went into all mobile. Right? Why go all mobile? Well, hell, uh, there's a lot of reasons, but you know, right now during the Corona economy, guess what? Going all mobile was actually, you know, it, it was like, it was a scenario that really set us up because, you know, when we had to close all the businesses down, it was like, boom, we got we're all mobile. We can do our, you know, our reservations pretty much at the drop of a hat. Um, we can set up and and take down a salon at the drop of a hat. You know, so being able to go all mobile for us was one of those things that um you know it saved money and it made us nimble you know so start looking around you know figuring out like where could you potentially take some percentages off um, grow some percentages in other areas and know that you're not locked in um, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that chapter, the numbers, you know, sometimes that information, it's kind of like, you, you know, people start talking about numbers and math and P&Ls and balance sheets and these percentages and ratios, you can kind of glaze over because you're like, I'm an artist, I don't know all this, but you got to know all this. That's not an excuse for you not to know what's going on with your business. Um, so hopefully you'll take some time, commit to 
uh, learning more about this information. Um, tune into some of those programs I was telling you about so you can start learning the lingo and read some balance sheets of publicly traded companies to know what they look like. Um, and you'll, uh, you'll learn a lot, guys. You'll learn a lot. Um, so that was the chapter on numbers from your first year in salon ownership. I'm excited to get back with you guys tomorrow morning. So we'll be back at 9 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow morning. Um, you can listen to all the episodes if you're on the go, you're going for a walk or a run, yfyipodcast.com. And for all the books, you can just go to yourfirstyearin.com. Um, but yeah, if you're on the go, check it out because I'm recording all these as a podcast as well as videos. The replays will be up on my pages. And then the podcast um, will be, you know, they get posted immediately. So once I wrap up, I'll um, start editing and put together the podcast and that'll be out, you know, within an hour. Um, so that's all at yfypodcast.com. Books are at yourfirstyearin.com. So thank you guys again for being here. Thanks for tuning in. Instagram, Facebook, pages, YFY, Sunny D, wherever you're at. Um, thanks for being here, guys. And I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Hey guys, Sunny D here again. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I hope it was as much fun for you listening as it was for me recording it. And I just want you guys to get out there and know that remember the quote we started the chapter with, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Um, so when you're looking at your business, cut and dry, taking all the emotion out of it, use the numbers as your guiding light. They'll tell you really what the state of the union is. Not the news, not me, not anyone. Look at your numbers. Know thy numbers. Keep score. You do more, guys. Um, hope you come back tomorrow. And if you're able to get on live, check me out, 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, Storytime Live, or tune into the podcast. Bring a friend. Tell somebody about it. I'll be back here with my tea, with my coffee, with my energy, ready to roll. So I'll see you guys tomorrow morning, or I'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning. Remember yfypodcast.com if you're on the go and want to catch these episodes while you're out there taking a walk, staying corona-free, check it out. If you want to check out any of the books, just go to yourfirstyearin.com. So thanks again for tuning in, guys. Hope you have a great day. And remember, this is the podcast where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.